Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Podcast listeners, voyagers, travelers, weirdos, and freaks, and perhaps today, fans of Action Bronson, this is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. That's me. I am Tim Vetter. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you are a first-time listener checking this out or you are a faithful listener, I greatly appreciate you. I love doing this, so thank you for joining me for this ride. On today's episode, I am joined by the extremely talented photographer, Jesse Vega. Jesse has a lot of content that he shot around New York City, and it's really beautiful, and it really captures like the tone and the mood of New York City. But much more recently, Jesse has been working freelance for Action Bronson and for Vice. I don't think that Action Bronson needs much of an introduction here, but he is a rapper from Flushing, Queens. Recently, he released the Blue Chips 7000 record. He's got Fuck That's Delicious on Vice and Viceland. He's got the Untitled Action Bronson show. He's got that crazy show where... He hangs out with his friends and watches Ancient Aliens and talks about it. The Untitled Show is so much fun. <laughs> it is, I mean, the format is that there is no format. I'm telling you like you haven't seen it, but I'm sure you've seen it. But if you haven't, you can tune into Vice or you can check. There's episodes on YouTube. But essentially, it's a big hangout with... Uh, famous chefs. Some of them are TV personality chefs and they're cooking amazing food and it'll jump from that to a band playing, to axe throwing, to cheerleaders, to pretty much anything you can think of over the 50 something episodes. It's happened and it's crazy and it seems like a whole lot of fun and Jesse is there for every single episode. He's super lucky. So Jesse's there as a photographer shooting away and you can see his work on his Instagram account, which you can check out in the show notes. You can see him, um, tagged in a lot of the pictures that come out on action Bronson's Instagram account that are from the show. I had a really, really good time talking to him today. We talked about his own life growing up in New York, uh, the grind of achieving your dreams we hit on some common themes that we've been hitting at with a lot of the amazing guests that have been on here. And that's, you know, pursue your passion. You can make it a reality, but it requires a grind. It requires years of work, hard work, failure, things not going well, not making excuses. So we touched on all that. We talked about the new season of Fuck That's Delicious that's coming up. That's going to be primarily like New York and tri-state area. And, you know, some cool stories about uh, action and hip-hop and Jesse's life. He had a lot that I think will inspire you, a lot that you can learn from. I had a really good time with him. So again, check the show notes for all of his personal contact information. I guess I'll also link to, to Action if you haven't heard about him, but I'm sure you have. I think the first time, actually, I know the first time, that I even heard of Action Bronson was, I like to, <laughs> I like watching interviews. I don't know, but uh, Nardwar is really interesting and fantastic and incredibly knowledgeable, and he does these really cool artist interviews in which he he gifts them all of these things that have references to their lives. 
And so I saw Nardwar interview Action Bronson back at the South by Southwest uh, 2012. And after that, the first music that I heard was the first Blue Chips record. And since then, I've been a fan. The music is fun and different. We get into that in the, in this episode. Um, and I think he's just a really interesting personality. I'm waiting for Vice to somehow do a mashup between Action Bronson and Matt, Maddie Matheson. There can't be a beef there, right? Have they done anything together? No, I don't think they have. I think sometimes people confuse them because they're both big guys with tons of tattoos and they cook, but that would be fun. Vice, come on, get them together and bring me there. That would be fun. All right. Hope you like this one. I liked it a whole lot. Uh, Jesse Vega, folks. See ya. Jesse Vega. So you you were just saying you were you were born in New York. Yeah, born and raised in New York. I jumped between Brooklyn and Queens all my life. Um, worst place I lived was Far Rockaway. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, terrible. Where were you born? In which borough? I was born in Brooklyn and now Bushwick. Oh, in Bushwick. Okay, and now you live in Bedside. Yeah. Okay. So, what's younger years? Like, what were your interests? I had no interest. No way. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I was running with all the wrong crowds I could possibly think of. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I definitely didn't expect to be where I am now. Like let's say, fifteen years ago. So um, how, how did you then become? Like, was art your way out of that? Was photography like the thing that 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 hooked you? Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for photography and uh, music, I'd honestly probably be uh, dead or in jail. Not the best thing to say, but it's the truth. So how old were you then when you uh, became interested in photography? Um, it's about 17, 18. Uh, one of my close friends who uh, is an amazing photographer, not just because she's my friend, but um, she's worked for Sony in Columbia and she's had access to all these artists and she ended up having a photography hobby on the side. And... Um, I used to take photos with my uh, my phone all the time, and she used to see, and she just gave me my gave me uh, my first camera one day for my birthday. It's like one of the ones she already owned and she's used, so you know it's had some miles on it. It's seen some people, and I got started like that. It's like a eight megapixel Canon camera, like DSLR, one of the first ones that came out. And she's just like, just put it on auto, teach yourself the settings, and just run wild. Just keep shooting. Were you still in high school at that time? Yeah. And did you have a program at your school that you got involved with or no. did you were self-taught? Completely self-taught. Huh. I would literally just uh, shoot on automatic, see what settings do what and how the photo would come out and then just mess with it on manual. So you have a lot of really amazing New York City you know, content. <laughs> Thank you. Is, when you were 17, 18 and just starting out, is that what you were interested in shooting? Um, it was more so uh, street photography. I, I just love the candidness of it and how genuine the emotions are you get from people, from whether they're checking their phones or smoking a cigarette or just, you know, being nosy. You, 
it's all genuine. It's not like you're posing someone and just say, hey, look this way. Let's try and, you know, invoke happiness. It's not, you're getting it in that moment. And that's a moment you're not going to be able to get back. We're pretty close in age. So we're talking, I mean, there's internet, but this is pre-Instagram. What were you doing with your stuff then? Um, Literally just taking pictures with my phone at that time before I got my camera. And when Instagram came out, I was posting stuff on there. It all sucked. It's terrible. It's absolutely (laughs) terrible. I still have some of it on one of my hard drives somewhere, but it's terrible. It's like Instagram filters. It's really bad. Did you get into like a post-secondary program or a college program for photography? I didn't go to school for photography at all. Really? What did you do? Uh, Internet. (laughs) YouTube, Adobe.com. Those were my tutorials and my classes. I would just continually teach myself, look on uh, different photography blogs and see... um, what other photographers are shooting and kind of um, try and recreate it, whether it's the editing style, the actual like photos itself, and just trying to get a sense of what I like and how I like to shoot and what makes me happy, not what, you know, the internet or what people want to see what right. you produce. Like, I don't care what people think and I don't care how people view my work. I want to shoot what I want to shoot. That's interesting. So we were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording and you were saying that typically you don't like to be in front of the camera. You like to be the guy behind it. Yeah. Um, but like, is there, is there a part of you that's represented in the things that you shoot? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, people that really, really know me, they can, they can tell. Um, I was going through a lot of stuff uh, maybe like two years ago and a lot of, like if you look back on my work two years ago, a lot of it's like very high contrasty and shadowy and kind of like dark and grimy. Mm. Now it's more, a um, little bit lighter, a little bit like happier. And um, I was transitioning different positions at the advertising agency and the team I worked with wasn't the greatest at their jobs. And it was hell. It was hell day to day sometimes. And I hated going in there and photography was always my way out. Like I'm pissed off. All right, I'm putting my headphones in. I'm going to go Dumbo. I'm going to go to the seaport and I'm going to go shoot for a while. I'm not going to think about anything else, but just what's going on in that mm-hmm. moment. I mean, what you're, t- what you're saying to me sounds, it sounds like a real familiar story. I mean, I've talked about this a bunch, but I've, you know, I've worked in education and I'm not a photographer, but when I was in high school, I kind of hit that literally at the same time, 17, like my senior year was kind of, kind of messy. And we had um, a dark room in my school. We had like a, a real huge high school out in the suburbs. Um, and we had a dark room and we had a, a film program to make movies on like Super 8 cameras. And that was... For a lot of kids, that's the thing that saved them. So, I mean, it sounds real familiar to me, like that story of I'm messing around because I can't quite find my thing or my purpose, and then I discover it through some sort of art form. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned music, too. Yeah. Um, my older brother has always been an influence on me. Um, he used to rap back in the day, and he produced a lot of stuff. And... Um, he got into like the electronic scene for a while and Moonbatone. He's had performances with Diplo at like Pier 36 and all these different places. And he's always kind of rubbed off on me on like what I listen to or what's new that's out or just uh, a different way of thinking. So Wait. just combining, being able to combine the two now and whether it's me listening to music or working with my favorite artists, it's, it's like I'm at home. Are you cool with sharing his name? Uh, yeah, uh, Action Bronson. 
Your brother is Asher. No, 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 that's not my brother. Oh, I, I thought that's what you were insinuating as to who I work with. Oh, oh, no, 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 no yeah, no. yeah, and we're, we'll get to all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, but are you cool with sharing who, you, who your brother uh, is? Yeah, yeah uh, Joshua. He's he's nobody uh, big, but he, okay. he's good at what he does. Okay, he's great. And you know, I've been teaching him photography lately, and he's getting into film and um, filming music videos. He used to film his own music videos back in the day, but now he has more uh, insight now that I know how to use yeah. a camera, and he can always like pick my brain for tips and tricks. And he's doing the same thing, teaching himself, That's um, cool. going on blogs, seeing what different LUTs do and how to process film and video. It, it's it's great. Yeah, it really like all that stuff is is so much easier nowadays. Like even this, like you just there's blogs, there, there's so much access to stuff, and creating your own content nowadays is is pretty easy. Does is is his stuff like like you said he made his own videos and he used to rap? Is that stuff out there somewhere or? I don't know where, but no. it's somewhere. Okay, it's somewhere. How about um, like we're getting to it, but obviously, yeah, you you were Fraction Bronson. <laughs> um, like, did you, so you grew up also like under your brother's influence, but you grew up listening to hip hop? Yeah, I always listened to hip hop. Um, I never bought my CDs. My older brother and I always downloaded stuff. Uh -huh. So um, I got my first uh, 50 Cent Get Rich or Die trying okay. album from my brother, freshly burned from the internet. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I can listen to this. A uh, couple weeks later, Illmatic and no, no, it was um, Stillmatic came out. Listening to that, Christmas Day. It was it was a great, great couple of years for hip hop. Yeah. And were you going to concerts and things like that, and and hanging um, out with people who were not not then not that age um, from sixteen to probably like my want to say early to mid twenties. I was uh, sneaking into concerts and events with friends, and whether it was like Complex, The Source, Mountain Dew, Sprite, Hennessy, no matter who it was. We're finding a way in. We're going to see our favorite artists perform for free. We're all going to get drunk and we're leaving with great photos. How are you doing that? How are you getting in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of my friends might hate me out there if they ever hear this. Uh, we would have some people waiting in line. Um, and then we would have another person waiting by the person who's checking everyone in with the list. And we would just have that person pull off names with uh, plus ones or plus two random names. Media passes, oh, random names. Send them back. Hey, use this name. Have bring these two people in with you. Get up to the front. Get checked in. We're in. That person may Whoa. or may not get in. The the person's actual name that we use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May not get in because they've already gotten in because yeah. it's you. Yeah. So oh, we, that's we brilliant. Just do that for years. years. I mean, kids we've don't do that, them. but we've seen Jay Z, Kanye West. Um, Waka Flocka, Mob Deep. Wow. It's just so many people. So it, like the, it seemed like the list was never ending. And were you making connections at this time with anybody yeah. from the industry? I, I was making connections. Um, in the early years, I didn't really get any gigs like that. I was really trying to just make a name for myself. Uh, I would reach out to either friends that I knew worked for hip hop blogs or um, media companies. And I was like, hey, I saw you guys didn't have anyone covering the show. I shot some photos. If you guys want to use it, just feel free to give me credit, blah, blah, blah. Just keep that going. You kind of like build a rapport with those people and build a name for yourself at the same time. Yeah. So then when something comes up, they're like, oh, we can reach out to him, give him a photo pass, and I don't even have to worry about the hassle. Huh. But the cell phone thing is kind of killing that, right? Like I just saw an article, maybe today, it might have been yesterday, that um, like Kendrick is now 
banning photography, not just like phone photography, but I guess unless well, you're... What they're doing is they're limiting the amount of official photographers, so it might just be people from his camp shooting okay. the show, not um, other agencies, just so they, could, they can limit the content coming out and they can control it. It's kind of like a funnel. Yeah, is that so that they, like no one else is profiting off of them? That yeah. also. Because I could easily go snap some shots at his show. I'm not working for anybody, but I could just go sell it. Yeah. Is that going to make it harder for people to come up though? Yeah. It it might be a little rocky at first, but it's just going to have to push people to work harder and build those relationships with with these artists and their management teams and try and get in there. Huh. So yeah, what you were doing was like real grassroots. Um, You know, I I listen to hip hop. I've always listened like when I was in my teens a bit, but really... And I see a lot of parallels, but I grew up listening to like punk music and hardcore bands and, you know, like underground hip hop and I've um, had my yeah. Rob Zombie days. Okay. <laughs> so the two, like in terms of like the spirit and the DIY shows and things like that were quite similar. It's just like the music sounded different. And so to me, like people used to go to shows with cameras or like people would make zines and things like that back in the day. Yeah. And so to me, it sounds like you were doing that in like a real grassroots way and you said you were reaching out to people and they were responding positively. Like, yeah, okay, we didn't have anyone, we'll take your stuff. Yeah. And were they paying you? No, they weren't paying me at first, but you know, why would they pay you someone that they don't know? They yeah, don't that's know true. Their, they don't know their work. Like, why would they put that much trust in them? But you were building a portfolio. Yeah. So at the same time, I'm sneaking into these shows yeah. and building a portfolio and not really having to pay anything or having to worry about any issues with my camera. Man, that sounds like fun. It was. Is there any show in particular that is like super memorable from your formative um, years? Yeah, actually. I, I didn't have my camera one night. Uh, I was working. I was doing uh, private security for two years. It was um, fashion week and it was fashion night out. We, uh, Me and my, my friends, there used to be this spot on um, the west side called Westway. It's like an old gentleman's club. They turned it into like an actual club space and still has like old strip club uh, like vibes to it. It mm-hmm. has like the little platforms with the multicolored uh, LED lights on the bottom, the little stripper walkway in the middle of the club. Um, three Six Mafia for a Supreme Party. Wow. In a strip club. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> everyone, like everyone, Virgil, Blow, A-Track, like everyone in that whole downtown scene was there and everyone was sweating through their clothes. Like it was just so packed, so hot, but everyone knew every single word uh-huh. to every single song. So no one cared. Everyone's bumping into each other, ashing like cigarettes on each other and stuff like that. No one cared. That's wild. I've, I've never seen 3-6 Mafia before, so I was just like, holy shit, this is really happening right now. And was it... Was it in a way better without your camera because you could kind of be in it more? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like the more I think about it, I'm just like, I wish I had my yeah, camera, yeah. but then again, I don't because that's just something I'm never forget, never going to forget. That's awesome. I probably wouldn't have got the greatest photos. It's pretty dark in there. Yeah. Like it's, it's a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not supposed to be brightly lit. <laughs> so who, I guess, um, was there either, like you mentioned Supreme and Complex, was there a company or was there a particular artist that you first started working with or is this, is action like your first... Um, no, I've worked with um, BJ the Chicago Kid, mm. great R&B singer. Um, Smoke Dizza is a rapper from Harlem, mm-hmm. great guy, real good lyricist. Uh, Pete Rock, he's legendary producer. Um, fuck, man, there's just there's just so many people. Well, I guess like so, who was the first, and 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 how does first. that go? 
Like, hey, we um, really like your stuff. We'd like to make you our guy. Uh, it's it's honestly it's between it's between action and smoke Dizza. Because with, with action, we've known each other for 11 years. Whoa. So we've known each other at the beginning of both of our careers. So I was kind of just getting into photography at the time. He was just trying to get yeah, into yeah. rap and book studio time and all this stuff. And then um, we kind of um, went off, did our own things, and kind of just reconnected down the line and just started working together. But in that time, I was working with like Smoke Dizza and all these other people. And um, I would just just build that friendship with them, you know? Just like, hey, what do you guys got going on? You got a show, you have anyone shooting that show? I'm free that night, let's do it. Just kind of like build that rapport with that camp and just show that you're reliable, you're responsible, and you're, you're not gonna like yeah. make everyone look bad. That's wild though, 11 years ago you were a teenager and he was like early 20s, right? So what, uh, what's that initial- He's like 34 now. You just crossed paths at a show or? I saw he, he was doing like an uh, Adidas event in Soho and I was like, oh shit, it was like, I got free time. I haven't taken my lunch break yet. Let me just go say what's up. It's literally been years since I've seen him last. And we just, we just connected. He's like, yo, hit my phone. So I that was more some, recently. Yeah, that was, um, I want to say September, September of last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so at that point, then he was like, all right, you're on the team. Like you're on board. Um, he kind of like filled me in like, hey, I have couple projects going on working on a new show i want you to do the photography for the show okay and i was just like i'm, I'm down dude <laughs> I yeah, like, fucking do it. yeah i was like I don't, I don't care what kind of show it is let's fucking do it so is that sh at the time was that fuck that's delicious or that's the untitled no, show it's the untitled show okay so that's the did you work on both or just the untitled uh, show we're shooting for fuck that's delicious now over oh, the next season yeah season three so we started filming um the fifth all right, I have so much I want to ask about this kind of stuff. So <laughs> there's only so much I can give you. Yeah, yeah, and um, I get that, and I'm sure I'm sure you, you folks listening get that too. That real insider stuff you can't get, but um, obviously with fuck that's delicious, he's traveling around the world. So are you part of that? Um, this time around, we're doing New York. Just New York. New York and Jersey. Oh, that's so awesome, far. though. And it's going to be a full season of that. Yeah. All right. That's going to be sweet. Cool, cool, cool. It's going to be good. Um, and do you also, like I've seen some tour shots. I don't know if that's just New York. Do you get to tour with him? Yeah. Um, I was able to hit a couple tour dates with him. I think five or six. We did, um, we did Denver, Boulder, Seattle, Vancouver, oh. LA twice, and San Francisco. Boulder's a weird place. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He knew a lot of people out there, so it was yeah. nothing but love. So. No, no. It's, so you just went there, you're saying? Yeah, you we didn't went there. Already, we, yeah. Had, we had a show in Denver, and we had a show in Boulder, so we literally stood for two days and just drove back and forth. Okay. A lot of like white people in Crocs in Boulder. I didn't see any Crocs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any Crocs. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I mean, uh, it, it, was, it was relatively warm for, okay. for Denver, you know, but I didn't see any Crocs. It was at least like 70 degrees. What are the, what is part of being part of the entourage like in terms of like what you can tell us? It's being on your toes yeah. at all times, whether we're walking out the door in the next 10 seconds or someone's cracking jokes on you. It's just, there's, it's, it's never, there's never a dull moment. Yeah. Are you doing anything besides taking photos? As far as what? 
I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> he seems like, uh, and I want to get to that spin article that came out the other day. I don't know if you read that, but um, I did. It's it's yeah yeah. It's like a hit piece, but I, I wanted it's, to. We get to yeah it. yeah. We'll get to it. Um, but I just think like he's so he's such a huge personality. Like I'm just wondering if he needs people to help like keep him tame. Not at all. No. Not at all. Okay. He's not that person. He just he he likes to be entertained all the time. Yeah. So he likes to keep himself busy. He doesn't like sitting around. Okay. So if he's sitting around, he's gonna get bored. He's gonna want to do something. Yeah. So, Are you constantly shooting? Um. Lately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lately, yeah. Between the agency and then the untitled show, and now this, I haven't had like any days off. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So eventually, but not now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, man, listen, it's good to be busy, right? Yeah. Grateful for it, honestly. Ten years ago, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I oh, mean, that's, that's beautiful, then. Yeah, I was uh, literally being kicked out of my father's house wow. by his new wife. And uh, I was just like, fuck, what now? So when you're like, I mean, is your family seeing this stuff? Are they seeing you? I don't know. Uh, really? Uh I'm always honest. Um, yeah, and if this is too weird, we don't no, have no, to. No, no, it's not weird. Okay. I'm, I'm just always honest. Um, I don't talk to my parents at the moment. They're two very toxic people. But um, I'm in touch with my brother, and I speak to my sister every now and again. My mm. brother sees everything. I share everything with him. He's uh, super proud of me. My sister's proud of me also. But um, my cousins, like they, they all know. Mm. As far as my parents, I don't know. I, really? Who cares, honestly? Like, I... I've done a lot more in the years I've been without them than I could have when they were in my life. Yeah. It's just Damn, sometimes you just have that weight on you and you can't, you can't strive because of that. L listen, like, again, like I'm quite familiar with that, you know, I'm working with youth in New York city. It's not an atypical story for growing up in New York city. Wow. Um, but it has to feel pretty cool for you, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, I've honestly, I think about it every day and I'm very grateful to be where I am. Yeah. Very grateful to, you know what I want to do and love it. Action seems like such a personable guy. Like one of the things that's so cool about the Untitled show is like the insane diversity of people that are on that show. Um, from, and he's so like... Cast the crew. Yeah, yeah. And you can see the crew all the time. Like they always, they're always like breaking that fourth wall, right? And like showing <laughs> you the people holding up cue cards. I love that. Um and, and, and he always seems like the same guy with everyone. Mm -hmm. Is it, is that, I, I don't know if entourage is the word, but like that circle, right? Like the, the business circle. Is that real tight to penetrate? Is it hard to get into that circle? It's not that it's hard to penetrate. You just have to, you have to bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Okay. Like, you know me, I'm great at photography. Yeah. I'm great at researching stuff and pulling shit out of the fucking thin air. Yeah. And you know that, that works for me because I'm good at that. I'm, I'm quiet, but when it comes time to work, I'm there to bust my ass. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's no, no days off, it's no slacking. If um, you don't have anything to bring to the table, it's just like, why? Well, what's the point of involving you? You know, it's oh, you not kind of not, not shutting you or turning you away, but it's just, there's just no, no, not, I don't know what the right word to say. I don't want to say there's no room. Because that also sounds like you're being shunned. No, well, when you're <laughs> like, successful, it's very easy for people to try to leech onto that or latch yeah. onto that and, and to, to try to suck at the successful teat, right? Like, so, yeah, yeah like, if, if you're part of the team and you have 
uh, again, like a diverse range of um, abilities and talents and things like that, then hey, yeah. yeah. And we've all had our ups and downs in the industry and we have no problem saying no. Yeah. We have no problem declining. There's always another opportunity. There's always something else that'll come to the table. Do you work for Action Bronson or do you work for Vice? I freelance. I freelance for Vice and I, yeah, I guess I work for him directly. Like we're friends, we have the friendship, we have the business relationship and kind of just work together on it all. So are you then, you're shooting all this content, are they then filtering out what they want to be then presented to the world through social media or whatever? Uh, well, for the whole social media thing and um, like marketing and if you go to the Viceland website, all of uh, the episodes have photos for screen caps. Those are all my photos. Oh, okay. So I send them selects every week like every week we film, uh, we would film four episodes. So two days, uh, two episodes in those two days. So we got four episodes a week. And then I would send them selects from those four episodes every week. So sometimes it's like 600, 600 photos, maybe like 800 from four episodes in total. And they kind of just like, they have their uh, social media producer who runs the IG account and she picks what she wants to post on there. Okay. And then we, I, I can't remember if I was recording when we talked about this, but you also then all that, since you are freelance and you also own that content for your own use? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what I'll use anything for yet, but right. um, there's 55,487 photos from the Untitled show in total. From you? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a million episodes. Uh, 59. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, tomorrow, the last episode airs for the season. Okay. Well, technically it's... Tonight is episode 59, but since it's the Valentine's Day episode, they're airing it tonight. And this is all at, um, I mean, you can see it, but I'm assuming this is all at like their headquarters in Greenpoint? Uh, Williamsburg. Williamsburg, Munchies, yeah. Uh, Munchies Test Kitchen. Oh, okay. And the book came out before you were on the team, right? Yeah. So your stuff's not in the book? No, no, no. Uh, one of the, the other guys that's on the show, um, he's the camera operator for Fuck That's Delicious. He shot all that stuff. It's uh, Jack Newton. Okay. He's a real good guy. Cool, cool. He's also on the, the the new season also. He's filming the new stuff too. Oh, okay. So. Do you get to eat the food? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's fucking oh. amazing. It's always amazing. I mean, it was so, I mean, again, like what's so cool with just the range and diversity of people is he's got world-renowned chefs on there. And then it, it jumps right from that to like, here's a bunch of cheerleaders or here's a, <laughs> an, a tea lady throwing an ax. I love that. It's literally a new age version of the gong show. Yeah, yeah. I like so I don't want to get into the article yet, but to me it's a lot like it's 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 Gonzo, right? It's like Hunter S. Thompson almost. Yeah. He from from the start all he wanted to do is just bring everybody together. That's yeah. it. It's like a just party. Every, yeah, not not really even just a party, but just he wants everyone to come, have a good time, enjoy themselves. And, you know, just bring people from all different cultures together under one roof. Is there somebody that is, like, directing an episode? Or is it just, okay, these are the people we have on this episode, now let's jump to the next Exactly guest. that. Yeah. It's all improvised. Wow. When he wants to bring someone in or they try and entice him to bring someone in, someone comes in. But if it's someone he loves, he's like, no, no, you don't got to tell me who that is. I, I know who that is. So just oh, bring him in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he can do that because he is a pretty big money-making operation for 
Uh, Vice well, Media. He's, he's the EP on the show, so he has a oh, lot, lot more say. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you can't really tell an EP no. Yeah. <laughs> Who's been like one of your favorite guests, even if it's not a celebrity? Um, there's a few. Uh, there's this band called Too Many Zoos. Uh, they were there when Bobby Brown was there. Okay. Bobby Brown's fucking humble guy. Yeah. Amazing. We were all in awe when he walked in. He walked in with a fur coat on, walked straight into the <laughs> kitchen. He pulled the fur coat <laughs> off and we're just like, That's awesome. Bobby Brown is really fucking here yeah. right now. We're just like, holy shit. He made shrimp for everybody. It was That's crazy. awesome. It was crazy. He performed My Prerogative in the kitchen too. Yeah, it seems like such a cool vibe. And that is, it is really funny, like the pairings of guests. And then, like, wine's flowing, amazing food's getting passed around. Man, you're pretty lucky. Grateful. Grateful very, for very it, grateful yeah. For these opportunities. Does, so when an episode's done shooting, you've got all these amazing and talented people all in one room. Like, is that it? It's a wrap, all right, let's all go home, or? Uh, well, if some people can stick around, they stick around for a little bit hang out for our little lunch session and then they go on their way but some people hang around for the second episode it, it all depends on their schedule honestly yeah but it's usually like a nice little chill sesh maybe the the band uh shout out to the special victims unit yeah, yeah. they'll <laughs> like play like a jam session during the lunch break and just blow the roof off the fucking place that's awesome are you able to so again like you now you're there with a job right and you're working for them but you are in the proximity of again of all these different people. Are you able to network for yourself at all? Or yeah. I have I've oh, definitely you know talked to a few people, um, sent them photos and just just chatted. You know, just building rapport. That's yeah, all yeah. It is. What I guess, what would be your ultimate goal then in the industry? Like if you think ahead five to ten years, um, I'd honestly like to run my own studio one day. Yeah. I, I definitely want to transition more into to portraits now that I'm getting um, more intimate with a higher profile um, clientele, air quotes. Um, I'm, um, it's just a hard transition, you know? I'm just trying to get out of my old habits and learn some new ones mm. and studio is the way. It's definitely the way for me. Uh, there's this um, photographer, uh, Mark Seliger, He's amazing, amazing guy, um, runs his own photo studio in Manhattan, I think in the, the West Village. And uh, I bumped into him run, one day under the Brooklyn Bridge and he was shooting Kendrick Lamar. Really? For, um, I think it was uh, Billboard Magazine. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm just like, why does that guy look familiar? Why are, why are all these damn hoodies? And I'm just like, oh shit, it's Kendrick. <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. I'm like outside on my lunch break with my coworker and I'm just looking around. I was like, is this really fucking happening right now? And Kendrick Lamar just jump out the fucking van. And I was like, all right, we're having our lunch break right here. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to hang around for a bit. And it turned out that, you know, the photographer shooting was Mark Seliger and he's been up uh, at my agency for a talk and showed his work before. And I was just like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. I'm going to fucking meet Kendrick because I know this guy and I'm going to build a relationship with this guy. And, you know, like being able to work with artists that you love their music and you know love things that they do and being able to work with them in an intimate setting what's more intimate than in a studio just having that one-on-one -on -one with them and really that goes back to trying to like pose and direct people and trying to 
um, get out of my, my rut. Mm. And uh, I'm shy. I'm awkward. I don't really like directing people. I'd rather let you do your own thing and just snap away. But um, that, that's definitely my, my end game. I definitely want to have my own studio, and I still want to shoot artists. I still want to be able to work with people who create what I like, love to listen to and hear and see. It doesn't even have to just be a musician. It could be like visual artists, painters, or anything like that. Yeah. So I always want any, any project I may work on or relationships I may develop, I always want it to be genuine. So if it's not genuine, it's just it's going to fall apart. It doesn't feel right. And you mentioned before, too, like some of kind of like the ancillary figures in the Action Bronson world for people that have watched Fuck That's Delicious or, you know, seen any of his content over the years. So you, you also are acquaintances or, or friends with these people like Harry Fraud, you mentioned. Yeah. And um, like, did you meet did you meet him through Action or? Yeah, he okay. came up to one of the earlier episodes and um, he's actually a. Uh, we have a, a running joke. He's uh, pretty pissed off at me because he came up to the show one day for uh, we we're filming Action's birthday episode, and uh, Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos was there. Oh man, he's a huge, huge fan of Michael Imperioli. Um, they called for a group photo: Action, Michael, Mayhem, and um, Harry Fraud. And I didn't have time to switch my lenses because Michael was on his way out at the same time. So I'm shooting on an 85 and the crop factor is literally about three people. I needed a crop factor for four. <laughs> I know where this is going. So Harry was cut out of the photo <laughs> and I felt really bad. And I told him at that point in time, and he's just like, dude, you gotta be shitting me. Are you serious? There's gotta be a photo somewhere. And I was just like, dude, I feel really bad. Like, I feel like shit right now. I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you own one. I do. I do. <laughs> so every time I see him, it's just a running joke. He's like, you know I don't like you, right? <laughs> one, of the, one of the reoccurring like, themes or messages throughout all these episodes of the podcast is finding the thing that you love to do and then turning that into your life, your lifestyle, your career, the thing that you get paid to do. Um, which again, like it's, we, we mentioned, it's so much easier nowadays to put out content. You can sit here with like a podcast app on your phone and you're on SoundCloud an hour later, right? Um, but with that, I think it's easy for people to get the impression that it's easy, right? That it's easy to blow up, that it's easy to make the money doing the thing that you love. That's the misconception yeah. of the internet in this generation these days. They think just because they, they see it on the internet, it's easy. Anyone can do it. It's, it's not. How much of a grind has it been for you personally? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for 11 years. Yeah, and, yeah. And just in the last couple of years, it's really started like taking off. It hasn't been easy. I've literally just kept the mindset that there's no going back. There's, there's nothing else. You know, there's nothing else to fall back on. There's nothing else. Um, it's no other route. You got to do it. You've put this much effort and time into it. Just keep going. It sounds like to you, it's, that's like, that's your survival. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, like I've, I've dropped out of, out of high school, you know, I didn't even go to college. So like, mm. this is it for me. I've been pushing, busting my ass and trying to network with people all these years. And it's, it's working. Yeah. It's not easy, but it, it's working. And now it sounds like you're getting to a place where you might not need the side gigs. Um, or I shouldn't maybe say side gigs because it was the main <laughs> gig, right? Like I don't need to. Yeah, the, the main gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that wasn't even my choice, but um, it's still all working out in my favor. Um, yeah, 
the the side gigs help a lot the the main gig the consistency of just you know that paycheck was great but um the side gigs are definitely there they're there now and i just i don't have time for anything else you know just i gotta be in the office eight hours a day i nothing's going on i'm just <clears throat> i'm just sitting there it's, it's boring me i feel like i'm wasting away i feel like my talents are being used as they should or you know if something does come up it's either i'm processing a photo of someone's face for freaking two three hours or i'm you know shooting product stuff it's boring yeah it gets old it's it's not exciting so to have this and you know being able to do my own stuff not you know not related to anything with uh bronson or any artists or just you know roaming around the streets and just having that free time to be able to think and just collect all my thoughts and put everything together and kind of get my agenda ready for like the next week or something like that it's 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 good there's no pressure on you there's no one breathing down your back hey uh did you get this done yet or someone emailing you at 11 o'clock at night on a sunday asking why their portrait isn't up on the website when you have nothing to do with that like that's not your side of things and i'm just like you kidding me that is the dream. I think that, like, <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm always talking about travel on here, it's funny because um, my buddy Dan Donnarumma is a photographer upstate, and he, you know, he's my friend, so he did one of these first episodes. And, we, you know, we, we'll talk once a week on the phone. And just the other day we were talking about, like, this very thing, right? Like, being your own boss and how amazing that would be. And I'm always talking about travel. And I do think that the thing that's the most amazing to me about travel is... When I wake up that day, like, I can't, I'm not in charge of everything that happens. Like, a, a, a car could hit me in the street, and, like, that's, things happen. But I'm at least in charge of all of, like, the decisions I'm making that day, you know? Yeah. And I don't have, like, hey, at 11 o'clock, you have to be in this meeting, and this, and this, and this. And so, yeah, being your own boss like, is, We need you at your desk at this time. Yeah, yeah. Don't go anywhere. Right. Something might pop up. Right. I don't, I don't like that being tied down. Yeah. It sucks. And again, that's not a, a laziness thing because you're willing to suffer for the thing that you really want and work real hard for it. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if this is generational. I don't know if this is because of the onset of technology, but it seems that more and more people are trying to work for themselves, become employed through the internet. And it's not quite like the, all right, work the nine to five, come home, raise the kids, white picket fence type of thing anymore for a lot of people. It, it's definitely not. It's it's the internet. They just see it and they think that they can do it. And then when it backfires, they're like, what happened? Mm. And they don't realize that there are steps that they missed along the way that they needed to get there to be successful at it. Right. And they kind of just, they don't see it. And when people try and explain it to them, they get very defensive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well, you know, like I'm only speaking from experience. I'm not trying to exactly. be a par parental figure yeah. or pester you or anything like I've had shit blow up in my face and I've had shit backfire I've had jobs fall through didn't know how I was going to pay my rent in the next couple of weeks paid two months rent late like it happens yeah it's not easy if you know you're prepared to have situations like that and be stressed out have the grow the, the gray hairs growing in you know fuck it do it yeah but you just got to take that risk that, that's the only way if you don't take that risk and you don't prepare yourself to take that risk, you're, you're never going to be ready. You're going to be like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll just stay at this job. Right. And then, or someone else becomes successful and it's like, oh, they got lucky yeah. or they had the thing oh, they or someone else makes exactly. I was doing, but you know, they did it better. Like, right. What happened to me? 
Well, it's beautiful that it's working out for you, man. That's real exciting. Um, I'm very, very grateful. And it does sound like um, I say this with zero disrespect because your gig is awesome right now. But it does sound like eventually you want to be in a place where it's like, I'm not the action Bronson photography photographer. Like I'm kind of universal. My own entity. Work yeah. With, you know, more, more people. Yeah. But it is cool. Like, um, he, ge- he gives you a lot, like he gives you love, which is cool. Like yeah. he's, you're always, you know, you're, uh, you're always mentioned in the photos and stuff when you took it. Like, uh, what, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're always tagged or whatever. Um, which is, I can't quite recall, but I believe how I first saw you. Um, so I would imagine that like, since your time on the show, like your own, you know, status or what, so yeah. <laughs> your oh, clout, right? is <laughs> growing. Oh God. <laughs> These kids don't know clout's been around for, for many, many decades and it doesn't even mean what they think it means. Um, yeah, my, my following has definitely yeah. grown by, by the thousands since, um, I've uh, started working with him again a lot closer. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful for everything he's done for me and every opportunity he's given me and all the love he's given me, like, with, without a shot of a doubt. And he fucking, he knows that. He knows I got him for anything. Um, I'm grateful for everyone tuning in, you know, like everyone who's started following me the last couple months and honestly, since the start, there's so many people I get messages from and they're just like, I love all your, your landscape stuff, but seeing your portraits now, like it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm happy to see that you're, you're elevating and you're taking it up a notch and people were just, there's always positive responses. I, I never received a negative message or DM. I mean, I do consider uh, <laughs> people asking for things, negative messages, yeah, sure. uh, whether it's how to get in touch with these people. It's, I don't, don't ask me. Oh, people do that. Don't ask me for stuff like that. Yeah, whether yeah, it's yeah. a person's email or how they should go about things. I'm not that person. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's going to be a conversation that I'm going to want to end really quickly. Right. And I don't want to be rude about it. So I just rather avoid it. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's even been like tricky and real delicate for me. Um, I've done that like once after I had a guest and I was just like, listen, shut me down if you have to. Cause like, I don't know the etiquette with this, but, um, are you, are you able to talk about any of the, the places that are coming up on the next season of fuck that's delicious or that's no. Okay. It, but it's going to be cool. I can tell you where we've shot location yeah. wise. We've shot in Queens and okay. Jersey so far. Okay hoping to branch out a little bit but we'll see what happens do you know when that's supposed to air um i think early summer i think the first episode airs early summer if everything goes to plan oh that's awesome yeah so maybe like maybe june who knows okay um all right i want to mention this article and if whatever we can't talk about that's totally cool but i guess i'll i'll sort of describe it and give i've read the whole thing i've read the whole thing i'm gonna keep keep it very short on this um Whoever wrote this article and whoever gave information to, they weren't on the front line. Yeah, they didn't act. They didn't interact with him on a daily basis. They didn't see what was going on, like the baby goats thing. Like, <laughs> like we were doing goat yoga. Right, right, right. Everyone yeah. in the lobby. I shit you not. <laughs> Everyone in the lobby of that office, whether they were working or they heard there were goats in the office, they were coming up to the goats and petting them and taking photos and videos yeah. with them. So for them to even mention that saying it was interrupting, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Like if you weren't on the front lines, like 
it, it's nonsense. He's, he's, he's an amazing, warm-hearted guy. He treats everyone with respect. And he literally makes sure everyone is good. Like if you have a face on, you're standing in the corner, hey, you all right? What's going on? Let's talk. Yeah, like, I mean, as an out, as a total outside observer, it feels like a piece, it felt like a hit piece that's going to fizzle. But yeah, it was like... It felt like they were reaching. Right, honestly. totally. It was they like, were reaching for something that wasn't there and yeah. then putting in the thing about um, him supposedly saying something that was right. never said. And, and then, then it, it was yeah. disproven. You still right. put it in the article. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. You're, you're really trying to create something that has nothing, like no right. legs to stand on. It was like, someone thought he said a racial slur, racial slur, but he was checked out and he didn't. And then it was like, someone, it sounded like someone was hospitalized, but they were just dehydrated. So it's like, all right, what, are you, what is the nonsense. point of this? It's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. They're really trying to make an example out of the wrong guy. Like, he, he's the fucking happiest guy in the world. And he, he just wants to share that joy with everybody. He, he want to bring the Don title show. He brought all these bands together, all these different actors and musicians and chefs all together on the one roof just to teach everyone about different cuisines and different types of wines that are out there or different types of music that's out there from different cultures. You know what's cool, man? Um, and this isn't to slander rap and hip hop, but it is quite atypical of rap and hip hop. You know what I mean? Like he... It's generally people are speaking, you know, with music, it's, it's your own experiences. And if you're someone that, you know, came from Queensbridge housing projects, you're probably not rapping about different wines and like eclectic tastes and things like that. So he brings this really interesting like character to rap. Yeah, totally. It's very extravagant. Yeah. It's very exaggerated. But at the same time, you can picture it in your head, yeah. like him doing a fucking 360 backflip. <laughs> it's fun, man. Into a fucking swan dive in yeah. the ocean. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious, but at the same time, you're like, yo, that sounds fucking amazing. Like, I want to do that. I want to do a backflip off a fucking boat right. in the ocean in New Zealand. Like, why not? Right. I want to be able to do shit like that. Yeah, it's fun, man. Like, the metaphors are real cool. And again, just like the inclusiveness of the show, whether it be... I don't know how, quite how to word this. I'll just say from people of different races, of different sexual orientations, of different interests, from different countries, different creeds, right? All hanging out in a room, eating together, listening to music. It's, it's fun, man. It's a beautiful thing. Everyone was always happy. Uh. That, 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 that's one of the best things about coming in, being on set. As soon as the music started, everyone just got lost. No one cared what other bullshit may have been going on or mm. what difficulties they were having, maybe trying to get something into the building, a fucking big Mortal Kombat 2 arcade. Like, once the music started, everybody just got lost in it. Do you know everything that's going to happen in an episode before you start shooting? Nope. Really? We all get a call sheet. We know who's going to be there. Yeah. It kind of just all unfolds as it goes along. Is there a lot of reshooting or it's just flows? Just flows. Yeah. It seems that way, right? Yeah. Like, it, like I said, like with the breaking of the fourth wall, it's like there's a mistake or something. All right, it's, it's part of the show. You do a really good job. You talked about the tone of your own work um, getting a little softer and lighter over time. I think what's great about the pictures that you take for the show is you capture the mood and the feeling so well. Like you can see... You can see the joy on his face. Like, I, I don't even know the word for it, but... Um, when you're 
it's like the, I guess the torch, right? Like the, yeah. you have the picture of him with the torch. <laughs> and it's like, it, it captures that moment so well. It just looks like so much fun. Being that I have such like a close relationship with him, I feel comfortable enough to just snap away, mm. and I don't, I don't feel hesitant in those moments. And you're granted that access, which is real yeah. cool. Yeah. And if he ever tells me, you know, don't shoot that or delete that, I'll do it. You know, I have no problem with that. I'm very, very easy to work with, but. You know, I feel super comfortable where I can just get in there and push through everyone and just get that shot. Um, I want to ask you, the, the big body that we see on Instagram and on TV and in YouTube and things like that, he's the that's same, the real he's, deal? He's the same jokester. <laughs> he's the same jokester at any given moment, whether he's checking out what you're wearing or he just... He I was going to ask if you've ever been the victim shit. of his... Not yet. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's, it's going to come my way eventually, but I haven't been a victim of that. I just met him for the first time, um, I think a couple months ago in December at uh, Terminal 5. Action had a big show there for his With album. Trash Talk and... Yeah, Trash yeah, Talk. Okay. Amazing show. Trash Talk fucking killed it. Uh, guitarist climbing on the balconies, yeah, yeah. playing solos, fucking nuts. And then they did the, sh they did the show... That the next day or something like that, right? Weren't they on the um, Untitled show? I think their episode aired the next day, but we had okay. filmed it like a week before. Oh, all right, all right. So it kind of like lined up right. Yeah. And they killed it on the show too. Yeah. Fucking awesome. They blew the power out. I think they, they fucking cut that part out and just edited real short, but they're playing and like towards the end where he's not singing anymore and the band is kind of like playing a little bit, you hear that some of the instruments aren't getting any, um, there's no volume coming out of the speakers. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, the power went out. We fucking blew the power out. They didn't throw that into the episode. That band didn't, so again, like they, they come from like, um, like the music scene, scene that I was yeah. a part of in my teenage years, but um, they- I think they're from LA. Yeah, they are. And they, they did an amazing job of transitioning like into the rap world and joining yeah. tours and <laughs> uh, bringing these diverse shows to, to kids. And they've also been really cool. In some ways, like they were a band that had a lot of hype with their early music and were like an it band. And then like most stuff that starts getting big, like they started getting shunned a little bit, at least in my opinion from like the hardcore scene, but they've always been real cool with like accepting of like new people and young kids and things like that. So again, like fitting like the Bronson model of like, we're here to have fun and go wild. We're here to bring everyone together. Yeah. That's all it is. That's awesome. It's like how, how many people go to a rap show and you got a metal band right, playing right. at the rap show. Like yeah. you don't get that for a lot. I mean, yeah, for a lot of like, you know, hip hop heads, that might be the first time they've seen something like that. That's cool. So show's coming out, um, you said potentially in the summer. Anything else on the immediate horizon um, that you're working with? Um, nothing I can speak on. No, okay. Just uh, fuck that's delicious for now. Yeah. Is the Untitled show going to get a second season? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's possible. Okay. When, when, you know, talks come up, we'll know, but until then... Cool. For now, it's a uh, fuck that's delicious. All right, well, listen, I look forward to that, first of all. <laughs> um, a little jealous that you get to do this really cool stuff. But again, like all of these people I have on here, like this fuels me and this inspires me. And when I get feedback from folks, like that's, that's the same thing. Uh, when people send me emails about the podcast, it's like, oh, yeah, like um, I've been wanting to pursue my passion. And, you know, just hearing this person say this thing just 
kind of charges me up and makes me want to pursue my goals. So hopefully this episode does more of that for people. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, you know, no matter what you're going to do, it's not easy. Just know that. Just If you really want to do it, you're going to push yourself to do it. Mm. There's plenty of tools out there. You don't need to go to school for a lot of things. The, the internet is a very powerful tool. It's not just for world star hip hop, <laughs> fucking Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's so much more bigger. Just stop being selfish for once. <laughs> Think about yourself. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything that you want to promote or shout out before we close up? Um, peace and love. That's it. Beautiful. Treat each other with respect. We live in a crazy world these days and yeah. just stick together. Instagram is underscore MacGyver. Uh, two underscores. Two underscore underscore M-A-C-G-Y-V-E-R. Okay. Or just go to actions page and you'll see me tagged in a million photos. Yeah. I'm going to put both of those in the show notes. Do you have a personal website or no? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. I'm working on it. Can people email you or you don't want that to happen? Uh, if you have a question, feel free, I guess. All right, cool. What's, what's that email address? I may or may not uh, answer. Yeah. Don't ask him for... <laughs> don't ask me Don't for ask things. him for context or to be on the show or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, like maybe if, if somebody's looking either for advice or to give you business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to put some money in my pocket or, you know, create something? Let's create. Why the hell not? Cool. What's that email address? Uh, J-A-Y-Y dot M-A-C-G-Y-V-E-R at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Jesse, I want to say thank you, first of all. Thank you, Tim. This has been awesome and thank enlightening. And again, like I said, whew, this stuff fuels me, so I love it. Um, I'm out and about a lot, so maybe one day I will run into you at a show or most likely while you're filming at some place I'm meeting. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. Who knows? All right, awesome. Um, everybody, check out the show notes for that information that we just listed. Got another one that I'm recording tomorrow that these will drop in a couple of days. So uh, you're probably listening to this on Friday. What is today? Today's Valentine's Day on Friday the 16th. So as always, everybody, thank you and take care of each other. Bye bye. <laughs>